The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Angels, we all have them. They're our unseen guides, our companions, our teachers, and they're all around us. Sometimes, they make themselves known in the most miraculous ways. Join Angel Communicator, Reiki Master, and QHHT hypnotherapist Christy Clemens Hoffman for stories from real people who have experienced real life angel encounters. First on the line, we have Sarah with her story of a timely Good Samaritan. So in the fall of 2014, uh, I was living out in the country on 900 acres and commuting from that location into Kansas City every day. So I had quite the drive ahead of me, and I was really aware of the weather changing and getting to see the seasons really, you know, first and foremost. So it was fall, and I was heading into work. It was very early in the morning, and it was really foggy that day. Um, I remember just the dense fog being a little bit uncomfortable driving in general, frankly, because the fog was so dense that I couldn't see much and I was pretty new to the area. And I was crossing this narrow bridge, a two-lane bridge um, on Clinton Lake, which is just outside of Lawrence, beautiful area. The fog was very heavy and I ended up getting a flat tire while on the bridge. And so I pulled over uh, nervously and got out and tried to change the tire myself but I couldn't get the nuts loose off the tire uh, to change it. And I was really nervous about the oncoming traffic. So I had texted a couple of people to request help. No one was able to come and help me. Um, My parents were generously saying prayers for me during this time. And I just sort of stopped and kind of asked the universe to help in whatever way possible. And within five minutes time, um, I had a guy pull up behind me in this little beat up pickup truck without estate plates from Montana. And he got out of the truck and said, I see you have a flat tire. I'd like to help and changed it like that. And his only request for payment was a hug. So I gladly gave this gentleman a hug. He was very kind. Um, And I, I mentioned that he he was not an attractive person. There was something very different about the way that he looked, but he had the most positive, incredible energy. And so I felt very safe. And he appeared and, you know, drove off just as quickly as he came into view. And I was so grateful. So I consider him to definitely be an angel for my experience that day. 
Well, it sounds like you were kind of in a dangerous situation with the fog and with the bridge being so narrow. Anybody coming along, if they didn't, they weren't really paying attention. That Absolutely. Ended tragically. Absolutely. And the tire was actually facing out on the street. It was not the luxury of being in, in closest to the bridge. So it was pretty nerve wracking. Well, yeah, no doubt. I mean, that's the true um, measure of ask and you shall receive. I mean, with short order showing up like that's amazing. And when you say that he didn't, I mean, like attractiveness is in the eye of the beholder and it doesn't matter what somebody looks like, but you thought that there was something different about how he looked. Yeah. Well, I wish I could explain it better. That, that is kind of a poor choice of words. Um, he had really weathered, pocked skin, uh, and he he was the small, very small man with a very big presence. I don't. I mean, that's sort of the best I can I can sum it up. Um, and the energy was really what I noticed more than anything. But um, I don't know. There, it was just different. I wish I could do a better job giving you a visual description, but it just didn't look like somebody you would see on the street. Right, right. Just showing up like that, especially the small frame and the yeah. big presence. Yes. That's yeah. unmistakable. Yeah, and just feeling, just feeling an energy of positivity and love, you know, and really feeling comforted by that. Because, you know, as a woman in that situation, also, it, you're always aware, right? So to have a feeling of that trust just being set into the situation, I think, was as, as important as, you know, having the help come, which was oh, really Yeah, really I mean, incredible. I know as a woman, it's, you're always just this hyper, you know, you're hyper vigilant about that type of situation. It could have turned out very badly, but he showed up quickly. Yeah. Went right to work. You felt safe and good and trusted. And all he wanted in payment was a hug. Yeah. That's amazing. It was That's a beautiful it was story. A Thank good you. day for sure. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And next up, we have Sherry, who has two stories that I think are going to be really interesting. So Sherry, welcome. And yeah, what happened? Tell us what happened. Hi, thanks uh, for having me here. The, uh, the first one I have to share, I was about 19 or 20-ish at the time, um, working late nights. I lived in Raytown, Missouri and was headed home or I was actually headed over to a friend's house and headed down the highway. A big, long stretch of a hill, you kind of top the hill and it's a blind spot for a little bit. There are a lot of those out toward Raytown. We do, yes. A lot of big hills and a lot of blind spots. And I, you know, creature of habit, I always drove in the right-hand lane. I don't know why. Dad probably taught me to do that. Stay in the right-hand lane unless you need to pass. So that's where I was. And for some reason, as I was going up this hill, I had this sudden notion, a sudden thing that said, move to the left. Don't know why. And I'm like, I like the right-hand lane. You know, you have that little thought in your head. And I went ahead and moved to the left. It was almost like a, an uncontrollable urge. 
And uh, sure enough, just as I hopped that hill, uh, somebody on a bicycle was in the right-hand lane headed straight towards the traffic. Oh Outside, no markers, no headlights, no reflections whatsoever. Pitch black, dark, top that hill, coming towards the traffic on the right-hand lane. So save that person and save me because that would have been huge trauma. Oh yeah. And yeah. Uh, I circled back around even to see if maybe he needed help or call the police or something in case he was like seriously mm-hmm. biking drunk or something. And uh, never saw him again. He must have went ahead and gone off the road somewhere. Uh, but it was really creepy. It like stuck with me for for weeks that that guy was there. And then even after that, I could never stay in the right hand lane on that zone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dad. <laughs> right? yeah, I'm gonna stay in the left lane on that hill for the rest of my life. That, that's crazy. I mean, that is a dangerous game to be. First of all, biking in the dark right right on a a road that's kind of a blind hill and no reflection reflectors headlights anything like that that's dangerous right right it was almost you know you saw the person go by you you knew it was a person going by but then it's that you know uh what do they call it when you don't expect something different uh situational situational uh missing the word anyway your brain can't accept it it's like did that really happen i went by it you know and then it's like oh my gosh that really was a person on a bicycle going the wrong way in the wrong way too i mean what a dangerous game this this person was not exercising any caution whatsoever and then to have this i wonder you know we're talking about angels here you know yours was that this other person's i question Good question. Whether or not it was mine or his, I don't know, but they apparently all ganged up for that moment and decided they're going to save us both for whatever trauma or situation and, and whatnot. Well, uh, but, you didn't even hit this person, and it still kind of traumatized you enough that you had to stop the car, look around. Right. right. It can't drive it. stuck with me over the years. I'm 53, and I still remember it when I drive through that area. Or even oh, just a crash. Yeah. Yeah, can you imagine if you would have hit the guy? Oh, yeah, yeah, I've pondered that quite a bit. That would be just horrible. Even if it's not my fault, it would be horrible. Oh, my gosh. And just the paperwork. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But, no, that would be devastating. That would stay with you for years and years and really traumatize you. And um, so it doesn't really matter whose angels those were that said, hey, Sherry, just Just move over. And that was a simple fix, thank God. But I wonder, has it ever crossed your mind that this could have been a phantom rider? I have no concept. <laughs> what exactly is that? <laughs> so, I wonder, you know, and I, of course, in addition to angel stories, I love ghost stories. And I listen to a lot of ghost stories. And sometimes you think of uh, stories about the phantom hitchhiker. Um, All right or the, the car that picks up the hitchhiker and then it turns out that that person had been dead for 20 years? Oh, right. You know, good question. Um, never considered it a ghost. I feel like I have seen ghosts in my lifetime and that was not one of them. So I don't think so. I mean, I, that's just kind of 
I occasionally see things, and I don't I don't associate that particular incident with a ghost. Right, right, right. So it felt definitely more warning you, and more just kind of protection. Right, right, right. Um, definitely, that could have um, avoided quite a quite a serious accident. Mm-hmm. Right, and now you have another story as well about being in the right place at the right time. Right, with other people. I'm a firm believer in people are put into your life, whether for a moment or for a long time, for very specific reasons. Right. Uh, I worked at a Girl Scout camp. I was the waterfront director, and every 10 days we got one night out. Mm-hmm. And I was going out, running around with one of the other gals, and uh, we were trying to get another uh, water person, you know, the lifeguard, to come along with us, and she wasn't going to go, and she... Last minute, turned around, jumped in the car, said, hey, let me go with you. So we all went out running around together, and we went to this place called Low Water Bridge. And it's just a swimming hole, basically. You know, we're out in the middle of the country kind of thing, and it's a big, giant oak tree with a rope on it. And uh, you swing on the rope, and you go out into the water. Um, The odd thing was that the girl with me, the first girl, was a non-swimmer. So I was very much aware of what she was doing, you know, just you know, there's holes in the pond. You, you They get deep all of a sudden. I'm, you know, when you're a lifeguard, you're always on guard kind of thing. Sure. So I'm keeping kind of just general tabs on her because she was drinking too. And I don't drink, I don't mix water and drink at all. Never have, never will kind of thing. Good idea. And so I swung out on the rope and the other two were already in the water and I didn't grab the rope up high enough and the slack in the rope dipped down and I managed to catch my spine on the tree as I swung out into the water. I kind of remember catching my back and thinking, ouch, that hurt, but really didn't give it a whole lot of thought. I thought, great, I got, you know, scrape up my back. What I didn't realize is that I had blacked out, and the lifeguard, the other girl who had stopped in last minute, um, was pulling a rescue move on me, the classic, you know, hand around your throat, arm in your back, and pulling you up out of the water. And I'm, like, flailing around in her arms going, what are you doing? Let me go. And she's like, you didn't come back up. And I'm like, what do you mean I didn't come back up? She's like, you passed out or got knocked out or something, and you did not come back up. So I was out for a good 30 seconds, and then – yeah, she pulled me up, and I was fine. I felt fine, didn't have any other issues. But she was really shaken by it. She's like, oh, my God, you, <laughs> you almost died. What happened? What am I going to do in the middle of nowhere? And uh, so very fortunate that she was there to pull me up because I don't think the other girl could have saved me. I really don't. So, I mean, there was a handful of other people around, but they were all drunk. So <laughs> I just don't know. They don't drink drinking. Don't mix drinking and water, boys and girls. It's a bad thing. <laughs> that is a bad thing. Oh my gosh! And out in the middle of nowhere, and it is, as you know, so fortunate that this woman who knew water safety, right, right, was, she wasn't even going to be there. Oh. And then she she was kind of at the last minute. Boy, somebody sure uh, was smiling on you. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's just it. Yeah. You know, in both of your stories, um, someone was just protecting you, watching out for you, 
Um, even, even with the bicycle story, um, you know, the, the other person, the bicycle rider had, you know, had a huge opportunity for death if gotten, you know, getting hit by a car, but you could have too, either by trying to swerve to avoid this bicycle rider or, or hitting him and losing control of your car. It could have been very bad. So yeah, you, you're living right, Sherry. <laughs> I obviously have some angels, and now that we even talk about it more, it dawned on me. I had another incident mm. uh, when I was also 18, 19 or so. Uh, I worked at a craft store over off of Bannister, Bannister, Bannister Road area in Kansas City. And uh, leaving at night, the cars always parked on this one particular side of the parking lot. That was the employee lot side. And right below it, right beside that line was a, a row of shrubbery and a set of stairs that went across the street to a set of apartment complexes. Mm. And got off work at 9.30 at night and we go out to the car and I driving my parents' station wagon, you know, the big old doors swing it open. And I had seen some guys standing right next to uh, the bushes and I didn't acknowledge them enough or, or put off enough of a warning it didn't, you know, didn't quite register in my head. And I opened the door, sat down in the car, and three of the guys come up. And one young man puts what I thought at the time was a weapon in my face and says, give me all your money. I still think it was a weapon, but he covered it with a cloth, which leads me to believe later on after, you know, way analysis and stuff, that maybe it wasn't a weapon, but it sure felt like one. Because as he put it in my face, I reached out for it, pressed it down out of my out of my face. And then at the same time, I carried a whistle key ring, one of those shrill whistles. Mm -hmm. I brought it up to my mouth and blew like crazy on that whistle, and they all ran away. So obviously somebody else was looking out for me again. And the situation and how it all played out, it... Uh, it could have turned south one way or another, whether they were truly armed or not. Um, but it was definitely an experience. And it was it was definitely had people watching out for me on that one, too. Oh, so. gosh. Yeah, I mean, money would be one thing for them to want to take. They could have had other intent, intent as well. Right, right. Right. And um, that was some that was some quick thinking, perhaps spurred on by your guardian angel. Maybe. Maybe. Right. Yeah. It, was a, it was just kind of part of that's in in, embedded in our family lifestyle of always being aware. And I wasn't quite aware enough at that time or it wouldn't have happened in the first place. Mm -hmm. But just the idea that it, they did step in at some point and you know, managed to clear my head long enough to process <laughs> oh. and react. You know, I'm just kind of a firm believer. Things happen for a reason for whatever they are. And that's one of them. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And we think, you know, we think these things don't happen to us, but then we always say, well, but there was that one time. <laughs> right. <laughs> things could have gone very badly. And there is that one time that I just felt somebody was watching out for me. Yeah. You've had right. several of these about the same time in your life. It sounds like that 18, 19 years old going on there i don't know why it's so crazy but yeah um, but even you know throughout the rest of my life it's, 
there, there's been quite a few incidences of it where you just kind of look up and you're like, thank you. <laughs> thank your angels. Thank your angels. <laughs> uh, they're working overtime. They're working overtime. You know, there's um, it's something that I've, um, that I had read or heard or had come up in a reading. I don't remember where I'd learned this, but I learned this some time ago that in our lifetimes, we plan to have exit points that we definitely plan how we want to leave this life. But then we have different points within that, that timeline that we say, well, I could leave there, I could leave there, or I could leave there. And when that time comes, one of these exit points comes up, then we can decide, all right, well, this is it. This is one of the times that I had decided, am I going to stay or am I not? Nah, I want to stay. <laughs> <laughs> so then we, uh, you know, receive some intervention, some help. Um, you know, I, I firmly believe that this could have been a period in your life where you were like, eh, if it ends then, I'm good. But you had clearly Maybe had more to do. <laughs> that was also the Cold War zone, the Cold War era, and all the threat of nuclear attack. Oh, yeah. And when you say that, I think part of my mindset was, you know, if they blow it up, I'm just going to sit on the back porch and kiss it all goodbye. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, being in the Kansas City area, that, um, you know, we had Bendix, the Bendix plant and Midwest Research Institute and all these places that could have been targets. And so I think there was right. some of that going on. Yeah. But thank goodness you um, decided to stick around. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your real-life angel encounter, Sherry. Absolutely. A special thank you to James Wheeler for the original music and Cassandra Harold for the voiceovers. Please subscribe and follow wherever you're listening now. And be sure to tell your friends... The more people know about this podcast, the more great story submissions we get. Submit your own real-life angel encounters to angelencounterspodcast at gmail.com. Want to know what your angels and loved ones have to tell you? Schedule an appointment with Christy at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. I'm Liz Winter and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Mediumship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.